previously on the Twistcast. Last time on the Twistcast, we rounded out our Pride Month Spectacular by looking at some of the LGBT characters in TV shows and movies that you may not have been aware of or just wanted to shine a little bit more light on. Gave a little speculation, too, about some characters who have yet to show up. So if you if you haven't listened to that, it's in the archives. Go back and listen to uh, Twistcast 777? Uh, possibly? I don't I know. You might I don't label know. this one 79. I have no idea. 70 something. I think it might be 8. You're you You're right. I think it might be 78. I don't know how numbers work. But anyway. <laughs> that's okay. That's well, why I had the math degree. <laughs> that's true. Welcome to the Twistcast, everyone. My name is Mike. And I'm Jesse. <laughs> and tonight we have a special guest, our our most esteemed friend, Red. Red, why don't you introduce yourself? Hello. Hello. Is me, I psycho red. <laughs> How are you tonight, man? I'm good. I uh, I had to walk home from work. That was that was an hour I'll never get back. But you oh know, yeah, it's a rough you're, go. You're in Canada, right? Sure am. Are you experiencing heat wave like uh kind of like we are? So yesterday was torrential downpour. Ooh. <laughs> and today it is like plus thirty in Celsius. I know that means Ooh. nothing to you. Oh, no, I'm, I'm a scientist. I understand Celsius. <laughs> I'm so glad. <laughs> but, you yeah, know, that's hot. <laughs> it's dummy hot. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So it's uh, it's great to have you. Thank you so much for opting to hop on and talk to us about about Thor. But before we do that, I'm going to go and kick things off with the news. And if you're new to the show, uh, we do uh, news in three to four segments uh, starting with comic books. So here I go. Take it away, me. Cool. Thanks, me. Dan Slott will be helming a five-issue anthology limited series this summer, uh, leading to the end of the Spider-Verse. That's the name of the event. Focusing on new characters like Night Spider, a Felicia Hardy Spider-Man conglomeration, and mm-hmm. Hunter Spider, where Craven uh, has Spider-Man, Spider-Man's powers. Uh, leading up to the uh, the end of the Spider Verse, and they will probably likely be killed off because, you know, it's fair. You I got mean, a lot of characters. You got it in the herd, right? I'm a little surprised they haven't done something like a Hunter Spider before. Like that just seems like a pretty obvious one, but yeah, okay. it's right. It's right there. It's really right there. Just uh, go through all the main Spider types first, and then start making up all the weird shit. Yeah, Spider Knight. Of course, it exists. Let's go. Black Arachnia. Oh, wait, that one's taken. Hang on. <laughs> Speaking of Dan Slott and Spider-Man, he is teaming up with uh, Mark Bagley to go to a, an ongoing Spider-Man title. It will have no adjectives, so it will just oh. be Spider-Man. That's, uh, that sounds wrong. It, you know, it's not the first time it's happened. It still feels weird, though. It's got to have some kind of superlative, right? Like, it's just not... It had to needs to something. I mean, how are we just going to refer to this one? Just Spider-Man? It is. But but, but there's the Amazing Spider-Man. There's Ultimate Spider-Man. This was just Spider-Man? Listen, there was a day and age where there was six Spider-Man titles were going. Oh, God. And the least time. liked At the least liked one was Web of. Yeah. <laughs> like, that was, like, unnecessary. Like, I don't understand yeah. why that one was a thing, but... You know what? Bring back Web of. This one's Web of. <laughs> uh, Marvel's Miracle Man will get a 40th anniversary celebration kicking off in October. Um, I think that's actually kind of cool. They're just pulling that character back out, um, just trying to see where it goes. Should be interesting. Uh, the book Batman Nightwatch will launch a Bat Family social network. 
in uh, in September across Gotham City. Like when sure. I read when I read this premise, I was like, this sounds really dumb. And then I, it was like Oracle creates it, and then Alfred like modifies it so that everyone can help in Gotham like track crime. I was like, this could be interesting. Also, probably really dumb, but. This sounds like something that should have come out like 10 years ago. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I, what? <laughs> Honestly, if it had come out 10 years ago, it would have been far less introspective about social media. I, I think that might be the, the direction they go. Because, you know, social media is fun, but also sometimes. Kind of a dumpster. How bar. many yeah. quick jabs at Twitter do you think they make? Oh, too many. Oh, too many. <laughs> All of them. Honestly, if there's not one per page, we're going to have a real problem. <laughs> Finally, here in conflict news, Boy Thunder, Superman's secret sidekick, revealed in Batman Superman, uh, uh, World's Finest number seven, will show up for the first time. I think it's just going to be Robin with superpowers. Uh, I, th- I think <laughs> that's good boy, enough. Boy Wonder, Boy Thunder, it's right there. It's right there. Yes. I'm in. I'm reading that series. Same. Same. That is. I want. Where's my action figures? Where's where are they? There are too many. There's so many possibilities for action figures out of that series. I, I don't understand why we haven't gotten like one yet. The the fact that McFarlane took this long to do the Future State, mm-hmm. um, Superman like Zaddy Superman as I was calling him with the uh, the great the great temples. Yes. Yeah. Oh, I'm a buy too. Anyway, the fact <laughs> that it took him this long to to get that one out. It's going to take us a year and a half, and I'm going to buy two of that one, too. <laughs> Don't blame you. <laughs> All right, everyone. Moving on to Worlds of DC. I don't know if you've listened to the episode, but I definitely dropped some some echo in there for you. Just, it's <laughs> not good, because like it's going to be weird if it's just me whispering worlds into a it, microphone without Sam. <laughs> <laughs> it is. It is. Uh, so we got a new San Diego Comic-Con. Uh, Shazam Fury of the Gods teaser uh, for uh, the movie coming, which releases in December, which I completely forgot that with Wait, it's this year, <laughs> it's this year. So with all the, the, the reconfiguring of schedule, we get mm-hmm. Black Adam. And then two months later, we get we Shazam, get Shazam, which is Perfect. crazy. I'd never thought that would happen. But do you let's think go. That, do you think that we'll get some uh, Black Adam and Shazam then? Uh, I hope so. Of course. Post I would hope scene? so. I would hope at the very least a credit scene, yeah. Because I feel like uh, I feel like the third Shazam movie is going to be would be Shazam versus Black Adam sort of yeah. thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, okay, so uh, Black Adam will also be at Hall H at SDCC this year. Um, really got to make it out there one of these years. <laughs> I really do. You know, I lived in LA for 18 years, and I've never been to San Diego, so I'll go with you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Here, I, look, I've been to LA. I kind of want to experience San Diego. Um, Listen, at this point in time, we'll make it a meetup. Like, let's go. Yeah, yeah. I just want to get a whole bunch of nerds that I know and enjoy, and just hit up San Diego. Just ruin that place. Uh, Jesse, your favorite movie, DC Super Pets, got a new poster. Uh, David Diggs will be cyborg. Uh, in the movie i'm taking my kid to see it because he wants to go see it real bad i mean it's got keanu reeves in it so i have hope as <laughs> <It's> batman <laughs> it's yes like... it's a combination i never knew i wanted but i will gladly take john krasinski is is superman that's actually not, not bad like, we, we watched the trailers and i was like this voice cast is actually 
like on the low really good <laughs> like just it's, like, uh, it's gonna right. have no right being as good as it's gonna be it probably it's gonna be won't. one of those movies yep <laughs> uh Blue they released okay oh, they released a whole bunch of the posters where they made like pun names out of all the characters yep. delightful stupid but i love it i loved all of it <laughs> so much fun uh blue beetle star raul trujillo uh has revealed that production for the upcoming dc superhero film is almost complete so nice one day closer to blue beetle you guys one day closer one yeah. day closer to putting zatanna into development oh my Ooh, god let's yes. go can't i can't wait i need I it you were, i thought you were gonna take that comment a different direction i was about Oops. to hard disagree <laughs> uh all right so speaking of hard disagrees wb is reportedly committed to releasing the flash in theaters despite the allegations against ezra miller uh citing that the film costs simply costs too much for the studio to scrap entirely and reshooting with a new actor isn't possible i mean as much as i would like them to reshoot it mm -hmm. i understand this decision because it's they've spent what like four years filming this movie at this point at and it's pretty much production for like six or seven years at this point because of all the director changes and rewrites and all that i don't expect them to just scrap the movie like that like they're going to release it they will do something with the story to change out the main character afterward to get ezra out of there but you can't because they're in there twice both of their characters are going to have to interact with each other yeah, no, but I'm, what I'm saying is at the end of the movie, they're going to find some way to just be like, oh, and don't worry about Barry anymore. Maybe we have Wally come in and then Wally. Yeah, and, and Barry runs himself off a cliff. like Something like that. They're going to do something stupid like that. Like a stupid internet edit where he like, he roadrunners himself straight to a wall or something like that. Yeah, or the, or yeah. the Simpsons episode where they have Poochie and they just have like that one slide <laughs> that just like goes up into space. <laughs> yes. Yes, let's I've go. I've been saying it since day one. This movie is too expensive not to come out. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it's, it really is. It's been in the works for so long, they can't just shelf it. Yeah. Uh, so I saw this uh, trailer this week and I watched it a couple of times today. It's pretty awesome. Batman and Superman Battle of the Super Sons trailer unites Robin and Superboy facing off against Starro. And that movie drops October 18th. Now, I happen to love Super Sons comics. Wait, wait, hang on. Wait. Uh huh. Uh huh. Uh oh. He stepped up. He got away from his mic. Always He's coming back. Walk away from the desk. I was prepared. He's coming back. <laughs> He's coming back. I I love him. I love him. This is <laughs> John, my son. This is my boy. John Kent. Yes. Uh. Yeah. I kind of love him. Uh, like I didn't think I was gonna love him as much as I did. And like, so first of all, I'm all about fatherhood superman right like that's that's like it, it hits a very specific nerve with me and i love it um but i didn't expect to love john as much as i do um both as a child and also as an adult and uh it's it's pretty amazing like I, and i the trailer looks really good damien they don't they didn't give him like a baby voice like in previous things they've given him like a little like six-year-old's voice and you're just like oh why are we doing that but now he like sounds like a like he should i think like a preteen. yeah 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 and uh they look really badass together and i like i'm very excited for this movie like, i can't wait to talk about it i'm i'm going to watch it i just don't like the art style yeah the voices are great it looks a little choppy to me it's a departure it's done yeah. in like cg style instead of 
like the style that Sam hates, Jesse. <laughs> the standard DC style. <laughs> He's yeah. been really against for like since we started this podcast <laughs> but yeah yeah he's uh he's he, he should be pleasantly surprised it kind of looks more like um i want to say like a watered down what if yes like that's I a liked, good way to put it i like sure. the animation style there but it's just like not a hundred percent like uh, it'll probably get cleaned up before it releases but uh for a little teaser it was fun it was really fun yeah uh, and finally here, oh, not finally, I'm sorry, uh, penultimately, the HBO Max premiere date for Harley Quinn season three is set for July 28th. Very excited about Just this. a few more weeks. It's going to be so much fun. Uh, I think that week I'm going to see a monster truck show, but then after that. Me and these kids. Well, no, not me and these kids. Put these <laughs> just kids just to bed, you. And then I'm going to watch. I might watch my wife. Uh, she, she thought it was a little funny. She thought it was a little ridiculous. But she's a right. A little ridiculous. She's right. A lot ridiculous. But it's fun. Uh, and finally, uh, here in the DC stuff, Candace Patton will continue to play Iris West in The Flash in Season 9. That thing that just won't fucking die. Go I ahead, question. Uh-huh. Why is that show still fucking on? <laughs> we ask that every time it gets brought up. <laughs> it should have been gone like four seasons ago. Like it just So, stopped. my significant other washes it puts it on the background and i hear these characters talk and like do the writers get paid by the word feels like it yeah well, <laughs> see here's the thing about like tv and and movie medium right like it's not like comics where you can see the thoughts and understand the thoughts so they have to verbalize everything but there's a it comes down to a show not tell sort of thing like mm -hmm. you don't need to say every fucking thing that's on your mind show me what's happening show me i i am smart enough to under to infer things or or okay we got to see reverse flash get his powers back sorry spoilers yeah i haven't watched it yet but uh, nah, it's okay who, you're not gonna you're not hurt my feelings fucking cares it's flash it's you can predict it yeah right and then it cuts to commercial break because we're watching on netflix and then it comes back and the first words out of somebody's mouth are Reverse Flash got his flash got his powers back. What? And I'm like, guys, <laughs> you guys, we just watched it. Like we mm -hmm. just watched it. How many ads do you think there are between part one and part two? Like, <laughs> well, knowing modern TV, probably too many. Yeah, probably too many. But also, you're assuming that I'm a dumb dumb, which is probably what they're doing. Although I will say that I only half pay attention when I watch that show, and my attention span is pretty bad as is. So sometimes it is nice because I'll just be like, wait, what just happened? Uh, so sometimes worry. it is nice. I, I think I, I feel like there's been times where I've skipped like three or four episodes, and I'm like, I'm not worried because they're just gonna, just gonna talk about anyway. everything that yep. happened. Yeah. All right, moving on to multiversal MCU and their TV stuff as well. Peter Dinklage and Jeff Goldblum scenes were cut from Thor: Love and Thunder, uh, as well as Lena Headey, who is being sued over stuff with the movie, and she was cut mm -hmm. from the movie too. Uh, that sounds really messy. I'm not sure entirely what's going on there. Uh, Taika Waititi changed Gore the God Butcher's look in Thor Love and Thunder because he felt the comic design was too close to Voldemort and Harry Potter. Mm, I'll talk sure. about that more when we get there because that's like one of my favorite comic book runs. So we'll we'll talk a lot about that when we talk about Gore. Uh, Blade's production start date uh, has been delayed to October. Okay. We were supposed to start before. I think we were, were eyeing it up a couple weeks ago, just when we were going through news. Um, but 
delayed till October, which means the movie might get a little delayed. But yeah, that's Everything's how things go at this in point, the, yeah. Listen, the age of COVID. Like, exactly. And not only that, like Marvel's entire schedule was all shifted around, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, it wasn't that long ago between Ant-Man and the Marvels got flipped completely. Yep. Which tells you that those two movies don't connect as we think they do mm-hmm. because they can easily be flipped. Right? Exactly. It's not part of a grander storytelling, right? Yeah, yeah. Well, we've talked about that at length over the last few shows, and it feels like uh, that's a thing like that that's going on. It feels really disjointed in the MCU right now. Uh, yeah. Olga Kirilenko will return as Taskmaster for Marvel's Thunderbolts. Why? Uh, why? Um, did you check to see if there was a body? Did, did you guys... You saw the body, though, right? Did you see the body? I'm you not saw saying, the body. I'm not well, no, saying he's back. wrong. No, didn't they like help her up and like yeah, take I know. her off with? Yeah, they. they, they it's talking about like the the unbelievable telegraphing yes, in that movie. I, yes. Yeah, uh, yeah. 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 She's, yeah. She's still alive. Uh, I I don't know. It feels weird. Uh, <laughs> Charlie Cox and Vincent D'Onofrio will return as Daredevil and Kingpin in the new Marvel series Echo, which is currently yes. filming. I think yes. I saw the episode count like Charlie Cox for like three episodes, Kingpin for like four. So, oh. spoilers if you haven't watched Hawkeye, I guess he's not dead. <laughs> which good. I don't want him to die. It's too good. Yeah, like let's not kill our villains, you guys. That's a that's a problem. Unless you're Deadpool. Speaking of which, Deadpool 3 writer teases a fish out of water story and say the plot involves dropping a lunatic into a very, very sane world. Uh, oh, God. Oh, no. Yeah. <laughs> so the thing we're all expecting? Yeah. 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 Should be fun, right? We expect the Red Menace, essentially, mm-hmm. to be dropped in something that makes absolute sense and him to just go doodly, 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 and just mess the whole thing up. Oh, yeah. Yep. yep. And I think we're all going to have a lot of fun when it happens. Yep. Yeah. Uh, this one made me really happy. Giancarlo Esposito has reportedly had talks with Marvel Studios recently for an unknown role. I'm hoping it's villainous because oh, yeah. nobody can villainize like that guy. Who like, would he be a good villain? Though? I'll talk about <sighs> who he's not playing, but that would be a spoiler for later. <laughs> That's true. Um, I don't know. I, I don't know. It depends. Like, the franchise that you want to use them for like uh, uh, there's a, there's too many possibilities you know what I, hey hang on just random guess the mole man i was thinking that he might be a decent doctor doom he would he would but I howard know. stern is in talks to play a doctor Ugh, doom thing god let's never right? do that let's <laughs> yeah. never do that that sounds like a sony move <laughs> oh i'm i I wouldn't be surprised if Sony's one that pitched the idea to begin with. Yeah. Somehow. Right. <laughs> we got some stuff in there for Sony in, in a second. Oh, God. Uh, Taron Egerton met with Kevin Feige also about playing Wolverine in the MCU. I heard uh, that, yeah. Shoot your shot, I guess. Might as well try. I if mean, you get to talk to the big boss, absolutely shoot your shot. Yeah. I just, uh, I think we've talked about this before. Like, I, mean, I kind of want to stay away from Wolverine a little bit. You know, they're not going to. So I, I, I don't. Mind her, and I don't really know him too much. Like, I know him from the Kingsman movie, so that's about it. He was Elton John in that biopic. I, I right? never saw it, but Me yeah, either. he was oh, Elton okay. John. Uh, he apparently did a phenomenal job there. So, so yeah, I heard the same. 
according to a new report, Sony Pictures has been receiving some guidance and words of warning in building their Spider-Man spinoff universe with no Spider-Man from Kevin Feige. He basically... No shit. <laughs> he basically was like, hey guys, um, don't. And they were like... Stop. <laughs> no. And but, but money. <laughs> it's morbid time. <laughs> Just... But like the only thing that's keeping this company afloat right now is PlayStation. <laughs> and even that's not doing as well as they would like. So money. <laughs> How much are you bleeding though when you do the product? Like, are you covering the cost of production and making enough to consider continuing making more? Like but, the, you just but, described Morbin time. But but, but, <laughs> but, but but Mike, have you stopped to consider money? <laughs> true, true. And here's the biggest thing about money. Tom Holland still hasn't signed his new deal to return to Spider-Man, even though Sony wants him for a new trilogy. So it's almost the most important thing in the world for Sony to keep the deal with Marvel because Spider-Man... Um, uh, no way home was like the it was very close to clipping if not clipped avatar for mm -hmm. highest grossing film of all time so you know it, money is great but i don't i don't know how much it goes between the the split that they make with marvel plus again all the production costs i don't know who who bore the brunt of that load i'm just not sure but listen, for the right price, and when you back up the money truck, Tom Holland will lose just about anything. He did it in charge, and he'll <laughs> do it again. Don't 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 tempt him. I I didn't see Uncharted because I respect don't. myself as a human being. Oh, uh, good. <laughs> sometimes glad one of us does. <laughs> so I just looked it up out of curiosity. Spider-Man: No Way Home is the sixth highest-grossing movie of all time, breaking in one point nine billion dollars. Uh -huh. So yeah, Sony. You should probably resign. You know what's you know what's at the top of that list though? Avatar. Morbius we're making a more <laughs> billion dollars. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Morbius! Just just so many jokes, and I love it. Uh, final piece of Sony news here: Emma Roberts has been cast alongside Dakota Johnson and Sydney Sweeney in Madam Web, and I swear to you, I forget about that movie every time, and then I see a news story from. I was just like, what the fuck? All right. Uh, what Here was we... that? What was the other movie that they were making? The Craven? One... No, the other one. <laughs> Al Gugaracha? Oh, uh, um, the one, bad, the one with Bad, bad Bunny. Bunny. Yes. Yeah. yeah that's uh, what El said. Morte. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> what? <laughs> Why are we doing this, Sony? Thanks. And there's you're a Venom making... three in there at some point. Oh, of course, yeah. there was going to be a Venom three. You're making a you're making a Spider-Man universe with no Spider-Man. Like, I don't get it. Anyway. We, we've talked, we've hashed that at, at length. Uh, finally here, just a couple of quick pieces of video game news. Uh, there is a new Marvel game reportedly in the works at EA. Any guesses about what type of game you'd, you'd like to see from Marvel and EA? Something playable? Uh, <laughs> uh, uh, something without microtransactions? Mm, that would be great, too. Something single player? <laughs> no, I want something co-op. But Okay, co-op, fine. But not like a online sort of no not not perpetually online no no, yeah. no not an anthem yeah yeah um yeah. um i want x-men in the cohen age oh that would be nice that would be nice i don't care if it's different from the comics i want all those characters in those looks all playable mm -hmm. uh ultimate alliance style yeah that'd be sick 
Mm, I I kind of want to go a little more, maybe third person action, but like still like almost like a hack, hack and slash type RPG with with your friends. I like couch co op. I like playing online in a closed party. Like that's fun for me. What I'll if it was like a a Marvel like Dynasty Warriors? Ooh, huh? that could be wild. Or how about this? A deck builder game. <laughs> <laughs> inscription style. <laughs> I don't, don't did you, either of you play inscription. No, I have no idea yeah. what the fuck you're talking about. It is a wild ass game. Check it out once you're done here because right. it's a wild ass game. I recommend it. <laughs> All right. Uh, Jesse, I know you're rushing out to buy this. DC Super Pets is releasing a game on July 15th. That's next week, buddy. It's right there for you. Just in time for the movie. Is it, is it a tie in game? Yes. What was the last time we had a movie tie-in game? Look, the age of the little... tie-in game is back. Literally the thing I was about to say. Like, I lived I... that long. <laughs> it died and came back. Yes. Oh, God. <laughs> like Spider-Man it... 2, I think was like the last real tie-in game I remember. No, Thor Dark World definitely had. Oh, one. There, there was a lot of tie-in games. Was there? Later on. Yeah, there was yeah, a Captain Thor America. Dark World. Thor yeah. Dark World has yeah. one on the Wii for sure. There was a Captain America game. Like there was a lot of movie tying games up until about the mid 2010s. Oh my but god! But I think the only one that was good was Spider-Man 2. Oh, <laughs> yes, Jesus, that's that's heartbreaking. I uh, just can't believe I lived this long. Yeah, it's it's hard to see something die and then come back. Do we know what the gameplay is? No, no, it's just uh, it, if it's a kids game, it's probably it's gonna be something bad. like the Lego games, like something simple and easy. Paw Patrol, and... sort of like that. Uh, yeah, it's rough. It's rough. Uh, and finally, <laughs> hilariously, in fact, no Crystal Dynamics accidentally had She-Hulk revealed on stream as they were just going over some stuff. So, uh, yeah, She-Hulk is apparently coming to uh, Marvel's Adventures. That studio is a mess right now. <laughs> you mean that game nobody's playing? Yep. That doesn't have a roadmap and hasn't had one for the last two years. Yep. I occasionally play it on stream. Occasionally. Uh, but it's it's not always there. So guess what? She Hulk's coming like <laughs> I think they're doing like a Thor Love and Thunder tie in too somehow. I think Jean well, might be I, in. Yeah, the yeah. Mighty Thor just got put in there. I yeah. think a lot of people were not happy with her though, so I don't know why, but like people were Oh, happy I can with tell you why, but that we're gonna get to that in the movie. <laughs> All right, and that's your news. Oh, shit, like breaking fucking news. Uh Uh-oh. Okay, breaking news for Marvel side. Ready? Okay. Mm -hmm. Okay. Julius Ona is to direct Captain America 4. We have a director. Oh, yeah, I just saw that. I just saw that like an hour ago, yeah. Nice. I don't know who that is. Well, looks like No idea, but they have a... We have a director. Yep, have a director, which means uh, the project is moving forward. Oh, man. There's there's so much uh, Sam Cap that I, I like I liked to read. Um, he's just a different Captain America, and it's it's not so straight laced all the time. Yeah, and um, it, it, it could be really fun. It can be really fun if they, especially when they he's right banging um Thor. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm, 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 mm-hmm. Uh, oh man, that that Avengers team can look really good now. All right, uh, so. Uh, as you guys know, sometimes we do character breakdowns. We're trying to do them a lot more. Um, so we're going to go ahead and do one now. 
on Valkyrie, now that we're talking about Thor Love and Thunder tonight. So Jesse, take it away. Sure. So the Marvel character Valkyrie is based on the Norse mythology Valkyrie Brunhilda and is the leader of the Valkyrie, the fierce Asgardian warriors and guides to Valhalla for those who perish in the battlefield. I hope you're not tired of me saying the word Valkyrie because that was a lot in that one sentence alone. She is often accompanied by her winged horse Aragorn, not the Lord of the Rings one, uh, and her sword Dragonfang. She's one of those comic book characters that has a storied history with constantly dying and being resurrected, having inhabited several different bodies over the years. It's very confusing. I was reading the biographies. Oh my God. Uh, She has spent a fair amount of time over the years being a key member of the Defenders, but more crucially, is one of the leading and founding members of the Secret Avengers. Valkyrie is essentially a god. She's pretty much god adjacent, uh, possessing the standard gambit of superhuman abilities. She possesses incredible strength, speed, and stamina, and like most ethereal beings, has such a long lifespan as to essentially be immortal. Because of her Asgardian heritage, she possesses the ability known as Allspeak, which allows her to communicate with any being in the Nine Realms. It's essentially just comic bullshit as to why she can talk to and understand anyone in the universe. And being a member of the Valkyries, she also possesses an ability called Death Perception, which allows her to perceive the coming of death, an ability which helps her to easily spirit away those that have died on the battlefield to their eternal rest at Valhalla. Her first appearance came in Avengers number 83 uh, in 1970. She played mostly small roles until her inclusion in The Defenders and during its run in 1973, where she became a long-term member of the team. After that series ended, she appeared sporadically uh, until 2010 when Secret Avengers began, and she took a leading role in that series until its finale in 2013. Uh, nice little tip there, because uh, I'm, I'm holding uh, a little copy right in front of me. Moon Knight's in that, baby. Pick that shit up. Uh, sorry. So off, so off topic here. Her and Misty Knight began a team of women superheroes known as the Fearless Defenders, which ran throughout 2013. She also became a member of the Asgardians of the Galaxy in 2018. Not Asgardians, Asgardians. Sorry, I don't know why I said it like that. I know why you said it like you. You don't have to apologize. (laughs) It was a true Freudian slip, all right? Uh, And she plays a key role in the events of the War of the Realms in 2019, also a banger of a series. Check that out if you have not already. It's All that stuff should be basically available in trade format right now. Uh, so that's Valkyrie. And in 2019, in the Exiles book, or maybe that was the year prior, she made her debut in the Tessa Thompson-inspired look. Yes. Yes. Good pull. Uh, I believe that Valkyrie's name is Runa. Yeah, uh, and and she's uh, one of the ones flying around with the current Valkyrie, Gene Foster. So, yeah. yeah, cool stuff. And just to kind of tie it into our last few podcasts, she is also bisexual. So, yes, pride representation. Pride, love it. <laughs> okay, uh, now as we hop into our main topic tonight, the reason our good friend Red is here, we're going to talk about Thor, love and thunder. All right. So as always, we stop. We start these with uh, the IMDb uh, the synopsis. Synopsis. Yes. Yes. Sometimes they're good. Please tell Some, me this is bad. Sometimes maybe good. Sometimes maybe shit. Uh, so this this one is it's close. Yeah. Thor enlists the help of Valkyrie, Korg, and ex girlfriend Jane Foster to fight Gore the God Butcher, who intends to make the gods extinct. 
not entirely wrong, but it's missed wrong. a few beats. You got it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's close. It's close. All right. Uh, so what were your expectations going into the movie? Like uh, we've seen a, we saw trailers kind of late in the game, I guess. Um, so what were you, what were you guys feeling going in? Uh, my feeling was uh, we were going to get some God appearances mm-hmm. and I was happy to be correct, but I wasn't correct in the way that I wanted. How so? Um, what I really wanted like was more of like, because the Norse pantheon we have is but two. Yeah. And much. one doesn't know where the other one is. So I was kind of hoping we would uh, have introduced another pantheon to like look at and go like oh yeah son of who da, 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 right and we kind of didn't kind but we kind of that's what i say kind i just didn't get what i wanted that's all all right all right uh but, just oh god but we did get some amazing representation like we got an aboriginal god there mm-hmm. yeah that and that was cool as fuck you got uh quetzalcoatl yeah. Um, so I got some Mayan gods in there. Mm-hmm. We got Korg's god, which was kind of cool to see. <laughs> yeah. In yeah. a in a Game of Thrones inspired thing. With the scissors. Yep. Yeah. 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 Love that. That was we got fun. we got a fucking dumpling god. <laughs> I mean Bow the dumpling god. Excellent. Yes. Excellent. <laughs> cool. Uh I'm happy. I'm happy that that was where you were thinking. That's that's actually a really good point, especially considering gore uh jesse how about you what are your expectations going in so i haven't made it a secret that i've never really liked thor he's at least in the mcu he's been a bit more of a boring character to me at least until ragnarok when they kind of gave him a lot more fun so i was expecting a lot more of that taika waititi charm and that fun atmosphere and there there was some of that in this movie but i'll be honest i was bored through most of this movie (laughs) fair fair um expectations for me i knew they were adapting one of my favorite thor stories um gore the god butcher like honestly everything from the jason aaron run is just like it's mostly gold and it's temple the tome like yeah and what's not gold is like really fucking good right like yeah it's it's just one of the most perfect runs of my life my lifetime and uh i was hoping to get as close as we could get to to that run and getting Jane as, as Thor and, and moving in there a little bit. So, um, you know, it, it was like my expectations were simultaneously high, but then also like kind of anxious because like I've, I've not loved some of the MCU stuff lately. I think Doctor Strange was really good, but then like other stuff, I was just like, Maybe maybe we don't do that. Oh, again. Doctor Strange burned me quite bad, but that's a whole different topic for a different day. Yeah, we can do that another time, gladly. Look, Red, we'll always have you back. Uh, 10-4. So, uh, as we usually do this, I want to start by talking about characters. And I want to start, uh, oddly enough, with Gore. So, what did you guys think about Gore in this movie? So, remember what we were saying about Spider-Man didn't have any adjectives? Okay, yeah. take all those adjectives, put him here. amazing spectacular like (laughs) like web of like he was just cool yeah but didn't belong in this movie jesse what were you gonna say i like christian bale 
I did not like Christian Bale's performance. <laughs> it was weirdly campy and just like, it was just odd and a little cringy at times. And I'm just like, why are you so like cheery? You're literally a God butcher. I, why are you like, what? <laughs> I, 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 did un, I didn't understand what he was doing with the character and I didn't like it. Uh, I'm, it's complicated, right? Like I wanted him, I wanted to see him butcher more gods. Like, is, is that weird to say in this country? Literally his name. <laughs> yeah. Like, I feel like I didn't get to see enough. And like that's disappointing to me ultimately. Like, this is a really cool character who shouldn't have really been stopped by very much. And and to his credit, the way he was stopped required a whole bunch of effort. Like a lot. Like a lot of effort. I agree. Like it, it definitely contributed to the death of a character. <laughs> like, yeah. Like it was. He didn't go was, out like a bitch. No, he did, absolutely did not. Um, I thought Christian Bale's performance at times was dead the fuck on. Like it, like he was menacing and cruel as he should have been. But at times, I was just like. Mm, not sure that I love that decision, right? Like there, it's kind of a it's a true mixed bag. There are things that I really liked and things that I didn't. Um, is there, are there any gore moments that really stuck out to you? When he was talking to the children on the way to his home planet, that was just yeah. Oh, what are you like, doing? Like, not a lot of this movie made me feel okay. And some Marvel movies do. Doctor Strange burned me quite bad. Different day, different problem. But when he's in the cage and talking to the children and rips the head off the fucker, yeah. pardon me for not remembering its name. I don't I was remember like, its name. Oh, oh, you've got me. You're scary. I get it. Okay. See, I had I had the exact opposite feeling there. Like I, I thought he was just a little too silly in that scene. I'm just like. You're supposed to be menacing. You're supposed to, you kidnap these children. You're supposed to be menacing these children. I get that. Like, you're not trying to kill these children, but like, you still want to instill some fear in them. Why are you acting so damn silly? So here's part of the problem uh, for me personally. Right. So I know a bunch of the actors, kids were in the movie. And I think that was like, mm. you know, you can only get so scary in front of your kids before it, it, it crosses into not, but then oh. why get your kids in the movie? Oh, so if we're going to go here, okay, Taika Waititi and who's ever related to Taika Waititi, they all just jerked each other off. <laughs> That's what this was. This is a Taika Waititi jerk-off session in Marvel flavor. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I can see that. He got um, to be the narrator. He got to be Korg. There, you, there got to be a god. And I swear to you, his credit is Taika Waititi too. Like, his... It was laced with Taika humor, which if you had watched like uh, Our Flag Means Death, yeah, it's the same. It's the same thing, but pirates and gently gayer. <laughs> gently gayer. You heard me. You heard me. He's like, I said what I said. You had me at gently gayer. <laughs> um, so like, I felt like, uh, like Gore just at times hit the mark, but then at other times like really missed the mark. But yeah. like, there's the sacrifice that he makes at the end of the movie, um, bringing his daughter back as a dad that 
that kind of caught me in the chest a little bit. Like uh, somebody's said, cutting onions at their theater. I was like, oh, it's hard to watch. Like he basically gave himself up so that she could live, and you know, that's that's you know, <laughs> like have a kid, goddamn it. It's just it it will ruin you in ways that you don't expect. Why it struck you? But maybe this was my misread. But it definitely felt like the way all three characters were looking at each other in that amazingly CGI'd place. Oh, yeah. It's a beautiful thing. And Eternity right there, beautiful thing. Okay? Ah, perfect. Okay? It definitely appeared like Gore was going to use his wish on Jane Foster. Yeah, it did. It really did, didn't mm-hmm. it? I, I can't, I can't then, deny that. And then he wished for his daughter. And I get it. I understand why. Right. But she died. He did a bad thing. He's now corrupt and dead. Why would you want to bring her back and not give her anybody? And then give her to Thor. Your to enemy. God that you were yeah. trying yeah. to kill. Yeah. Like that that decision was a little weird to me as well. Um, like you're just going, hey kid, uh, go stay with this guy that yeah. I I made promise to take care of you. Also, and I just tried to kill about 10 minutes ago. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it, was, it was just, it was an odd decision, uh, but it, it was, it was, it was a good one uh, in, in the end. Cause I think dad Thor might be my new favorite Thor. Um, and the introduction of kid eternity into our Marvel cosmos is the coolest fucking thing I've seen in a while. So I absolutely want to talk about that real quick. Eternity period. Like we just got a major cosmic presence from the Marvel universe in the MCU. And like, it looked amazing. Like it looked the way it should. Yes. Yes. We don't always get that in superhero movies, especially with cosmic entities. I think they got it right with Celestials. I think Eternity looks like straight out of a page drawn by Jack Kirby. Like it's, it's insane. It's insane how good eternity looks. Um, yeah. And then now we literally have kid eternity running around uh, with Stormbreaker. <laughs> it's just, uh, just absolutely rad, rad as shit. All right. So let's talk about the titular character, Thor. Um, I thought Thor had an interesting arc in this movie. Um like didn't know who he was throughout a lot of it seemed to kind of really want a little bit of peace um seemed to really need some kind of love but didn't know what that kind of love was um and finds it at the end but it was just like a weird like squiggly line to get there yes exactly exactly like i thought the writing on thor Right, the words that came out of that man's mouth. Most times, that's Thor. But about 20 to 30% of the time, who the fuck is this man? Yeah, I feel like they And also, what is that relationship with the fucking Guardians? (laughs) It's weird. Uh, I felt like it was like, they like to do like off-book comedy at times. And you can see that with Thor and with Jane and like, with a little bit of everybody, but it was just like, all right, like maybe it's a little too much. Like, dial like it back was like 10%. It almost became parody of itself. Almost. So 
I think what made Ragnarok so special was that it was just so unexpected, just that weirdness, that quirkiness, that all the ad living that was done in there. So I think there was a certain expectation going into this movie where we were going to get that same sort of vibe to it. And we were kind of expecting the same thing. And it was there in some parts and not really there in others. And this, this movie in general is a lot more serious than Ragnarok was. And I feel like in, in some respects, it, it had like a lot more, I don't want to say like mature tones, but like it had like a, a bit more grounding than Ragnarok did, I think. I think Ragnarok, there were more attempts to be serious. Yeah, Ragnarok was very silly for most of it. Yeah, it had the whole Ragnarok thing, but like <laughs> the the core of the movie was very silly still, whereas this movie was pretty serious throughout. And I feel like that, that quirkiness from Ragnarok doesn't really mesh with that that well. So it kind of fell flat with a lot of the dialogue between Thor and Jane and all the characters. I just feel like they almost seemed bored half the time with what they were saying. And like, it just, it didn't work for me at least. Interesting. Uh, I will go out on a limb here and say, I think Chris Hemsworth was massive in this movie. Like I feel like he packed on, He I feel, I feel like he was smaller for like, endgame and ragnarok and in this movie like put on more muscle mass which somehow shouldn't be possible but he did it's hence why we got naked thor <laughs> that's probably true that's probably true that's why we got to see thor's meal near <laughs> i wish we did <laughs> you and uh, me both <laughs> the the loki tattoo on his back was I cannot wait for this for, for that to come to Disney Plus so everybody can get a 16 by 9 grab of the whole thing and we can see it exactly as written. <laughs> That's uh, the it's... first thing I want. <laughs> so good. They'll probably censor it. Uh, it's Disney Plus. Probably. <laughs> so, well, real quick, while we're talking about Thor, can I quickly talk about the joke that like got me every time? But it's what, only because was, I forgot about it. Because you forgot about it. Yep. The yeah, goats. Go ahead. It was the goats. Fuck. I knew every, you were going to love that. Every goddamn time. Like I saw them. I was like, oh, they're screaming. That's that's pretty funny. And then I'd forget about it. And then like 15 minutes later, there would just be goats screaming. And I'm just like, oh, my God. I forgot about the goats. So I feel like the goats would have been more impactful to me when they first appeared. But you got lucky by getting to the theater late. They spoiled that in the pre-movie, oh. like the yeah. They literally the have Maria a question. In, yeah, they have a, a a question thing before the movie here, and it's like, hey, what are the two goats called? What do you mean there's two goats in this movie? <laughs> what? Yeah, yeah. They they kept that under wraps pretty good until they they literally know. like showed that scene where uh, Korg's like, oh, they scream a lot. Like they showed that exact scene. I'm like, oh, oh. okay. That I felt like that would have been. A, fun joke to like see but whatever yeah 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 i, I did get that joke um man that sucks that really sucks fucking maria menounos <laughs> the uh i felt like that's that's a really good pull from thor's mythology it's um, so good yeah the the goats he usually he used to pull the chariot like it's so badass uh and also he, when he was unworthy thor for about six issues mm -hmm. like when they showed up there ah ah beautiful and actually i think they scream in that one too yes uh it's not as funny as this no it's on it was on ah, like, yeah 
<laughs> they announce themselves just delightful um let's talk about gene a little bit i thought they did a pretty good job of adapting um gene having cancer from the comic books mm-hmm. and her whole struggle with holding mjolnir and it being a thing that, that kills her mm-hmm. it is killing i disagree her. really Fire i disagree away. okay so we have a big chunk of time that we've just like refused to play in. Jane could have been Thor then. And then Thor comes back and goes, why are you Thor? Why are you dressed like that? This way, when she said at the very end that it feels like it's, she's felt like a whole new lifetime. It makes more sense than the two days she spent as Thor. Yeah. I understand that. Fair argument. I will say like, that's my biggest problem with a lot of things in this movie, but Jane specifically, I feel like they rushed her so much because like you get in the first like 10 minutes that you get with her, you find out that she has cancer, that there is no hope for her cancer and that she turns to the mythology and then she becomes Thor all within like 10 minutes. Yeah. And then it, like you said, like she feels like this has been like a new life for her, but it's literally been like two or three days. Like if she has stage four, it's not, I don't think it's really clear in the movie on when she was officially diagnosed. Six months yeah. ago. Okay, fair enough. I'm wrong. That's my bad. But like it, stage four, cancer. Don't you like, oh, I don't know, lose your hair? So um, more, more depend- often than not? Depends on the chemotherapy. Um, it's not the cancer that makes you lose the hair. It's the chemo. Yeah. Point taken, but still, right? But yes. When, when she's in the hospital bed, she has her flowing locks, her eye, like she looks like, you know, awful. She's she being taken looked- out from the inside out. Like I get it, but we have a look for her. Like after six months of chemo, I get what you're saying. After six months of chemo, there's a certain look that most chemo patients have. And I get that you didn't really want to portray it that way. Cause like, it's, it's a hard look and you don't want to, if like, you're going look- to tell a cancer story, let's tell a cancer story. Probably should do it properly. Yes. Yeah. I, I agree. I agree. And that, that look that, Jean has when she has cancer in the book is bru- is brutal. Yeah, it's it's a stark contrast from her as Thor. Um, it's 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 wildly different. Um, but I mean, I felt like and put a pin in the the whole rushing thing. Uh, I'll come back to that later. Um, I feel like it was difficult to do all that. There, like, there's a lot of moving pieces in this movie, and you you really had to to build that up so like slight forgiveness but not total you know um again we'll come back to it later because i want to talk more in depth about certain things um but i felt like jane had an like through narration i guess like an interesting kind of arc because getting that story of how her and thor fell in love and subsequently then fell, fell out of love like we're covering a lot of ground where they we didn't see them together mm-hmm. on screen, yeah. and that's kind of painful. Oh, look, you're talking about my least favorite part of the movie. <laughs> why? Why was that your least favorite part of the movie? It well, it's tied for least. The the what sometimes falls to number one whenever I think about this movie is the full on retelling of every Thor appearance by Korg, aka Taita Watiti, before he jerks himself off again. Uh, masturbation is a a fun sport for one uh it is what it is 
Uh, okay. Okay. Fair. Uh, um, no, but I mean, like, if you were going to weave that in, why didn't you just tell us that in the last two fucking Thor movies? I agree. I agree. Um, it, it really, I feel like they, they missed an opportunity. And I, I said this with, with Black Widow, like, there's a story that you probably should have tell, told one earlier and spread it out longer. And we had bits and pieces. Like, did we see that note before this movie? Am I stupid? No. no. So I was actually just about to say that. So on my rewatch recently of the whole MCU, they're together at the end of Thor 1. They're not together at the beginning of Thor 2. No real explanation is what happens in between. They just are not together anymore. That this is the, This is the first time we've heard anything about what happened then i forgive it a little bit because at least it wants it wants to put an answer to a hey where the fuck is jane wait is thor 2 before or after ultron that is before okay. ultron okay. um okay. jane is obviously still in thor 2 but then we just never see her again after thor 2 yeah yeah because now natalie portman didn't want to come back yeah. but now we have an in-universe reason yeah uh, okay Fair. Jess, were you gonna say something else about Jane? No, just basically okay. I felt like she was rushed oh, most of the time. To to circle back to a thing we were saying earlier, I know why people didn't like Jane in this movie. Was it the jokiness of Jane? Uh, maybe it was also because woman. That's, yeah, yeah, unfortunately. Yeah, that, that's the answer. That's I mean, people are gonna be shitty like that, unfortunately. Yeah. Um, you know, I also love the fact that um they just called her Thor straight up. Like they mm-hmm. didn't like there was one point where somebody called called her lady thor and there's like ah, it's thor it's just and thor. then she was like no I'm yeah and then thor. she's like absolutely the fuck not yeah. what i didn't like was when you pick up the hammer okay you get to be thor but the mcu needs a reason for thor to be that dude's name and not his title so yeah that's why she's I'm, mighty thor yeah i just didn't like they said it out loud that's they could have just called him Odin's son. Like that wasn't. It's not a hard stretch. No. Uh, Sif of, literally calls him that. Yeah. Well, it's not difficult, and it makes sense. Um, yeah. Uh, the one thing I did love about Jane's use of Mjolnir was how it was like shrapnel, the and then it came Mjolnir. back. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I was, was just cool. like, I think I may have been a little bit uh, auditory when that happened. I was just like, oh, that's good. <laughs> like, I wonder yeah. if they're going to keep that moving with Thor Mjolnir now, if he's going to be able to do that as well. Oh, no question. Oh, absolutely I, I no question. So. It's so cool. And the potential of what he can do with that, it, there's just so many fun opportunities you have oh, for that. Yeah. I hope yeah. that they keep that going. That wasn't just something that Jane could happen to do or something. Agreed. Uh, let's talk about Valkyrie real quick. Uh, King Valkyrie, as it, as it were. Yes. She lied uh, to us. Wait, wait. At San Diego or at uh, D23, a handful of years ago, when this movie was initially announced, mm-hmm. Tessa Thompson came on stage, grabbed the microphone and said, Valkyrie will find her queen. Mm-hmm. And she did not. Maybe initially she was supposed to, but they... Uh, can I ask a little question? Yep. Did you guys sense a little more than a friendship between, between Valkyrie and Jane? Hey, listen, my guy. We're playing on the same team. <laughs> yes, right. It was just yeah. like, yeah, like just a little yeah. bit. Like I'm not mad about it, but it was yeah. just like, okay, they're a little flirty with each other, and it's like kind of oh, sweet. Yeah, I think it's just because I, I think we kind of read it that way because Valkyrie hasn't had a girl friend in the picture like at yeah. all, yeah. and so the first time we have a girl next to her and 
not saying she wasn't flirting, but I see why everybody's going to ship that instantly. I just want to bridge the stark contrast that we have never had a girl stand beside Valkyrie before. True. Yeah. Wait, Endgame? That would be like the only time, but it's like briefly when you have. Yeah. But she a didn't talk. The end. Yeah. There was no talking. There was no actual yeah. interaction. Okay. Right? Fair. Fair. But like, I did get the sense that they were like friendly enough. Yes. Like I, again, it, she may have been Thor for longer than two days, yep. um, because I felt like Valkyrie knew enough, and they mm-hmm. formed enough of a friendship where you know they were they were close enough that she'd revealed herself revealed that she had can't uh no she didn't say she had cancer until the boat and she Um, smashed the 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 sink sink there yeah but like i felt like they had like oh some real friendship shit going on so absolutely it's hard it's hard my initial uh theory for this movie was we were going to get angela and man that would have been cool and valkyrie and angela was going to be the pairing that would have been real nice. That would have been cool as fuck, but I didn't get it, but I understand why. Yeah, it's still on the table. Listen, all you got to do, Thor 5, War of the Realms, introduces the 10th realm. It's Angela. There, I did it. I wrote it for you. <laughs> I don't want War of the Realm because War of the Realm should be like a universe spanning No, thing. just steal the title. No, no, no. Just steal the title. <laughs> nah, nah. It's got to be big. If you're going to do it, do it right. Just, just do what they did for Civil War. Just kind of steal the title oh, and God. do some of the yeah. don't. Please Four or five, don't. Civil War two. <laughs> <laughs> no, that would be Captain Marvel three, probably. Yeah. Oh, fuck. Uh, so yeah, I did. I did like Valkyrie in the movie. Uh, just, I love how she just immediately pimped Asgard for money. <laughs> yes. Like yes. tourism, Old Spice. She's doing mundane bullshit. To just... Tell me why I can't go to a store right now and find Valkyrie on Old Spice. Are you telling me Marvel doesn't have that kind of money? I I, I think uh, just a product placement alone was enough. Mm. So Valkyrie was the one that I felt was... I, I love Valkyrie as a character. She's great. Tessa Thompson does a fantastic job. I love Tessa Thompson. She was the one in this movie, though, that I could just tell she sounded a bit bored throughout the entire thing. Like she was the one. I that, think she's meant to. I I, I think that's on purpose. That. And if, if it was on purpose, then more power to her. She did a great job, right? Because like, as king, it's it's just not her forte. No, but like even even when they're going on this adventure to go after Gore, yeah, like she still sounded really bored. It almost sounded like she, her heart just wasn't in this movie, and that's when I really started to like notice it and be like okay now things are feeling like they're dragging a bit now i feel like i'm getting a bit yeah. bored and probably because she didn't find her queen mm-hmm. exactly yeah when they're on the boat together that's exactly where i felt that yep yeah yeah she she's just kind of window dressing in that scene it, it's just like it's weird and it's like that point forward so i'm just like okay all right i'm ready for this wrap up now <laughs> but but in that scene, we get a cr- very crucial lore dump. Cork has two gay dads. Yes, yes, that was that was kind of cool. And how they how they reproduce is uh... was explicitly stated. It's like, <laughs> okay, cool, awesome. I don't think I wow. ever cared about that, but sure, now I know. Thank you. Yeah, thank you. Uh, speaking of Cork, Cork was next up. Um, I felt <laughs> I felt like there's too much Cork. Like I, it's hard for me to say that. 
because he he is at times incredibly entertaining but it was like a little too much yeah yes at least in ragnarok when we were flipping back to what was essentially the b story or when we're following hella Mm -hmm. we had a separation from that this movie he was the buddy cop the whole way Mm -hmm. and And he was also and also the narrator you got it so it was a lot of that dude it sure was like and the the moment where he where you think he might be dead i was like i i remember thinking oh man this is really interesting thor who's already lost so much has now lost someone that has been his friend for years and also is currently on the way of losing his girlfriend but he doesn't know it yeah and like like the loss is like thor has been tortured probably more than any other mcu character in my opinion i think that that gives him depth and makes him interesting um but like then they like chickened out and kept him alive and i was just like oh he's not gone yet and now he's just ahead yeah he just needed a reason to throw the thunderbolt back at zeus to get that and i know exactly why they did that okay ready 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 fake but that means in thor 5 or wherever cork shows up we get a new action figure ladies and gentlemen that's true money does rule everything doesn't yeah. it boys uh <laughs> But okay. have you considered uh, money? There you go. You nailed it. Okay. Um, I didn't get this joke until somebody said it out loud to me. The person he ends up with at the end of that movie, it's Dwayne the Rock, guys. Yes, yes, yes. Dwayne the Rock Johnson. I didn't, course. I didn't, I didn't do that in my initial viewing. And then I heard that and I was like, I'm so stupid for not getting it. I get to watch two movies this year with Dwayne the Rock in it. <laughs> I did, I chuckled. Potentially three. Potentially three. Potentially three. Yeah, we already talked about that. Good pull, Jess. Uh, The one thing I did love about Korg in this movie was when Tessa Thompson like tied his face in her Mm -hmm. hair and just started just wrecking fools and just used him as like a watch my back type thing. I thought that was old Professor Quimbley. Yeah, you got it. It was brilliant. I thought it. I thought it was excellent. and then I was like, okay, if I just don't hear his voice again for a while, I'll be happy. But I did. And then he continued to talk. <laughs> uh, Jess, you just brought up Zeus. I wanted to quickly talk, touch on him. Uh, what do you guys think about Zeus? Because I thought he was going to p- play a much larger role in the movie. I did too. But I've also gotten used to Marvel overinflating some of these roles over the years. Where they're just like, oh my god, here's this character. Get ready to know about them in this world. And then they're in it for like 10 minutes. You're like, uh, uh, okay, why? Why did I need to know this? <laughs> so, I got... Yeah. Sorry, no, you please. Oh, no, I was just going to say, like, it was fine. I, mean, I guess they're going to build it up for future stuff. But like, okay. <laughs> I got exactly as much Zeus as I wanted. That's fair. Okay? Because the spawn of Zeus, which are, are, are we're going to talk about that ish. Sort yeah, of, you, yeah. You can, you can mention it. Okay. So having Hercules as a thing that's like Lacumin, that's what I wanted from the Zeus Pantheon. That was my yeah. thing where, okay, if that's what I'm getting, I'm good. And then Zeus coming down and like talking like a Greek, like a, like a person, dude to dude, you don't uh, fuck with me. Dude, that was great. I, I actually did it. like that. I loved it a lot. <laughs> uh, yeah, I thought. I thought Zeus 
being a showboat. Like it was so true to character, yeah. right? And that's just, Zeus. That's who yeah. Zeus is supposed to be. Even if you just yeah. go with like actual Greco-Roman mythology, that is who Zeus is. Like, uh-huh. yeah. Uh, and it was it was great, and it was cool watching Thor kind of fanboy over this elder god a little bit. Right, um, it's a little bit flip mirror because everybody in the theater going to see this movie was idolizing Thor, mm-hmm. right? And never meet your heroes, which is yep. a complete lesson we instantly dropped the moment that last word left his mouth. Yeah, absolutely right. He's talking about kids, and he's like, oh. <laughs> but like the looks on their faces when he said it too it was it was just delightful. Um, I thought Ze- when I thought when they killed him, quote unquote, killed him, I was just like, oh, that is a thing that I didn't expect to happen. Right. I I figured he'd be around for a little bit, maybe show up at the end to help with Gore, who's grown insanely powerful. But uh, he did. Yeah, I was I w- like, oh shit. I wasn't expecting it to happen, but I also knew they he, they weren't going to keep Zeus dead. Like he's fucking Zeus. You can't yeah. kill him that easily. Yeah. Yeah. Right. But having him on the floor, you know, being fanned by his maidens and then going, "Go, my son." I'm like, "Oh. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah you got it." But that ties me in to the the point I want to make of Thor Love and Thunder. When people like have in their head what a Marvel movie is, this is as box standard as it gets. I agree. Yeah, it's I agree. like we waited, we waited for the post credit scene for Je de Bleh to go, and everybody went, oh. And the movie was by the beat, by the numbers. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, so Hercules is uh, one of my favorite characters. Uh, I, I love so much about him, man. Like, he just... He's just such an arrogant prick. Uh, and it's just, it's perfect. It's pitch perfect. And I want that moving forward for him in this universe. Um, you know, him and Thor have this uh, almost sibling rivalry type thing. Right. Going and they on. would too, right? And they would. Yeah. And they would. They're just, they're just two big meaty dudes who are just trying to out meet the other dude, right? Like yeah. it's, it's hilarious. Two Chad's just trying to out Chad. Like, you yeah. know, like. I'm, not, I'm Giga Chad. No, you, I'm Giga Chad. Like it's this is so fun. this is his relationship with Star Lord, like cranked up to eleven and add uh-huh. some whey protein. Like, except, yeah, except he's clearly the alpha in that relationship. Like, yes, like they joke yes. about it, but like they're just like, eh, all right, <laughs> it's like, yeah, you're kind of nothing compared to me, right? Like, um, so I, I will like, literally outlive you. <laughs> yeah, easily. You are blink in in my lifetime. Um, I I also felt like uh, anybody want to say anything else about Zeus or Hercules before I move on? I yeah. who played him? Somebody got that I, off the top I of their head. Gonna ask that. Uh, you happen to know that? I'll let somebody named Jesse uh, IMDb that really quickly. Uh, <laughs> well, I just quickly bring up the Guardians, um, who Hercules I believe has some ties to. Yeah, um, I know he's certainly an Avenger. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. He's been a lot of things in his time. Uh, Guardians, what did you feel about the Guardians in this movie? God, they could not have left quicker. <laughs> they were kind of unnecessary. Like, I understand why? they were a means to an end to get him off of Earth from Endgame. Yeah. And we have to, you know, square that circle somehow. Yeah. But once that's wrapped up, I need them all to stop fucking talking. Yeah. 
and it pretty much was like Thor did his thing, just got an action sequence out of it with all the characters, and then we're done. And because Star Lord wasn't being written by James Gunn, who understands that character inside and out, that didn't sound like Star Lord. Yeah, you could tell me that was a scroll, and I would have believed you. It could be. We have so, not really explored that at all. So Hercules is pra- played by Brett Goldstein, uh, who was in Ted Lasso, if you've watched that. I have oh. not. Um, I have not, so I don't know. Me either. But you know what? That's fucking Hercules. He lo- it looked right, right? Like, That's Marvel canon Hercules on the nose. It, it, it might be the purest, like... Uh, like page to screen adaptation, like first appearance that I think we've yeah. had in a long, this long time. article literally says, so he enlists the services of his son Hercules here portrayed by Ted Lasso's Brad Goldstein wearing a very comics accurate costume. So yeah, yes, perfect. everyone agrees. Yeah. Yeah. It's great. Uh, do you guys have any favorite moments in the movie? Like what's, what's that got to you? It's just, you just really enjoyed and we'll just keep with you for a good long time. Jesse, you go first. Uh, two things. One, the return of the actors with uh, that Damon and <laughs> Matt Damon. That, was, that was Melissa McCarthy as hell, right? It, it sure, okay. sure it the hell was. was. I I love Melissa McCarthy so much. And... I don't. I <laughs> vengefully dislike Melissa McCarthy. <laughs> so like just having Matt Damon in there again and Melissa McCarthy, I love them. It was the dumbest part of the entire movie, which is watch that stage play. And that was my favorite part of the movie. One of my favorite parts of the movie. But then the other one that I really liked was the um, fight scene on whatever that planet was called, the black and white planet, um, where you just had like those flashes of color coming in. Like the, yeah. the cinematography on that scene was just so good. It's like the one thing that I'm just like, okay, that was a pretty cool shot. Like that whole scene was really well done. I uh, got it. Red. Um the fight between the final fight between Jane Foster and Gore mm-hmm. is yeah. masterful. It is. And, and I'll give it the whole thing. Even when Thor whispered to the lightning bolt and assembled a fucking Thor core. <laughs> yeah. Right. That I mean, was kids. It's very reminiscent of the crusades, which is a little uncomfortable. <laughs> I'm under exaggerating. Uh, but Listen, yeah. Okay. So the Norse got wiped out by the Crusades, and this time the Crusades got to, you know, it, we ripped them off. It's fine. It's good enough. <laughs> at, at this point, when he whispered and all of them lit up with like thunder and we marched into battle, shivers down my goddamn spine. Uh, was, the, was the stuffed animal imbued with uh, god power? That I could take your leave, but we take those around here. <laughs> but like Weird. watching like Heimdall's kid, yeah, get some uh, what's essentially a power boost. Mm-hmm. Which I want to circle back to Th- Heimdall's kid. Somebody remind me about that. Cool, cool. Um, was the coolest shit. And then yeah. when Gore was like Lady Thor, and she's like first and fucking foremost, <laughs> 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 it's mighty or doctor bitch. <laughs> yeah. I didn't go to eight more years of fucking school for you to call me lady. <laughs> I, uh, that was a really badass moment. Um, I, I, I love, I mean, she's just whooping the dog shit out of him at that point while she was yeah. saying it too. It was just like so clutch. Um, 
I loved Gene fighting uh, in this movie because she used Mjolnir in ways that we hadn't thought to. And I'm pretty sure, despite the fact that Thor calls Mjolnir a he, Jane calls Mjolnir a her, which is canonically more accurate. Mjolnir is especially most recently. Yes, that's what I'm saying. So it, it's it's just that relationship was just so interesting for me. Um, I really want to see more of Jane, which I think is possible. Um, I disagree. If they do something with Valhalla, maybe, but it's possible. Uh, but we'll see. We'll see. Uh, I just felt like that whole Valhalla thing at the end just was. It felt it weird. Was, it was nice. It was. It was nice. It was peaceful. It wasn't played for comedy's sake. It no. was like, hey, hi, I'm Heimdall. I'm in this movie. Hi, y'all. Um, but welcome. You you met with a warrior's end. Come enjoy your peace. I feel like that was their way of saying we're not touching these characters anymore. Like this is their final moments. Like Valhalla is the ultimate as guardian, like end, end. all be all. So yeah. I feel like that was just their way of saying we're laying the character to rest now. Just rest assured that she got the end that she deserved. Exactly. Fair. And Fair. be and although it hammered the point home because she faded away like all the other gods, but mm-hmm. all right, fine. But it's nice. Was but nothing more. Yeah. Uh, okay, so real quick, uh, anything else that stuck out to you in the movie? I know you said something about Heimdall's kid. Yeah, let's throw that um, out there. Yeah, he's he's literally a MacGuffin. Yeah, he didn't exist in any other movie. Heimdall is never said to have any sort of romantic partner, mm-hmm. and we're to believe that this kid has been through the extinction of Asgard, at minimum because five year time difference from Endgame, so that puts him. I don't know. I don't know what age Asgardian I would guess like kids 13, are. 14. That sure. Kid. If we're going off human years and he's human not an years. Asgardian. Yeah. Or if he's not half Asgardian. I don't know. But he, pardon the phrasing, planted a seed for there to be another Heimdall. Yeah. I I was questioning that too when he showed up. I'm like, wait, wait, wait. Hold up, hold up, hold up. Since when does Heimdall have a kid? Like we've yeah. never heard about this up to this point, right? Yeah. We not went, that it really mattered up to this point, but like in what? the evacuation of Asgard, he didn't mention Thor, my family. Yeah, True. and like nail it home and make Thor think about it because he's also trying to save family. Not to fast and the furious the shit out of this, but come on, family. We created literally a character to extinguish the plot. We usually expect more from Marvel who have set up a character and now they're here. Oh, look, wow. I felt like that's a product of Heimdall not really being developed as a character. Yeah, which is a shame because you had an amazing you had actor Idris tied Elba. to it. You like, had Idris one of the best Elba. actors out there and you just put him in a bit part. I mean, granted, I understand this is before Marvel really got big and the MCU really got developed and stuff and you just kind of like cast him in that role. But like, it's still freaking Idris Elba. But once we got to Endgame, or sorry, Infinity War, and we put a knife through him, mm-hmm. that's the end if we didn't mention a family. It, it's, uh. it almost feels lazy. Almost. 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 If it didn't look so cool, it's an almost. Uh, something else that stuck out to me. 
way too much Guns N' Roses. I was just going to mention that. I'm not a Guns N' Roses fan. I, and the I, fact the kid's name is Axel, named oh, after Guns N' Roses. He changed it. Fuck, he changed it. <sighs> just I will say, and I, I said this to you during the while well, the credits were rolling, I didn't ever think you could make November Rain an action scene song, but they True. somehow made it work. <laughs> yeah, it did. It did. That's like the Twas only... Twas appreciated. Twas appreciated. It's the only Guns N' Roses song I like. I, I just... But it's because Axel's voice doesn't do that Axel Rose thing. That, that Axel thing. Does. Yeah, yeah. Um, and now I don't know if you're talking about the lead the lead singer of Guns N' Roses or the fucking Heimdall son. <laughs> God. Oh, yeah, that's yeah, funny. Uh, all right, so what would you have done differently with the movie as we start to get ready to wrap things up here? I think I've gone into quite detail on what I would have done you, differently. You have. Uh, Jess. I think it's just a little bit more character development with Jane because we haven't seen her since the dark world, which was what, like 2013, 2014, something like that. Eight years, seven months and five days. You see. Ah. And so like, where has she been? What has she been doing? Like, how does she become Thor basically? Cause you, but Jesse, you forgot the movie's called Thor. Not like, Jane Foster's got cancer or doesn't. But she is Thor. <laughs> for 60 seconds. But I want to know how she got to be Thor for I 60 agree. seconds. I agree. I'm just giving you the Marvel answer. <laughs> so, like, that's what I would have done. Explore that a little bit more. Because, like, you made a big deal of having her as Thor in this movie. Give me more of that. Give me more of how she did that. Don't just have her staring at me all near and then all of a sudden she's Thor. Like, okay, give me a little bit more than that. And just explore who she is as Thor. And it would have had more of an impact with her sacrifice at the end. Yeah. Or uh, uh, if um, if she's going to be a big thing in this movie, we don't treat the audience as dummies. The audience and the movie know we have seen a trailer. We have seen more than one trailer. We know she's Thor. How about... Oh, yeah, we told you she's Thor. So don't blame me for a fool because I, you know, I watched the trailer. So don't tease it for me. And then 60 seconds later, actually give it to me. Yeah. I mean, the thing with the trailers is, uh, again, one, the first one was very late. And that first one was like weird as fuck, right? Like the tone was just like mm-hmm. kind of all over the place. And they fixed it. It also, looked, it also looked like CGI was a little unfinished. It did. Me, it... But maybe but maybe because I was watching on a screen this big maybe yeah just me. That, that's also possible um yeah so it's just i don't know i don't know so what i would do and i was talking about this with my friend alex from what's your spaghetti policy um to to quote you guys you look good in that shirt uh i felt like the the run that this is lifted from is huge right and if anything there is you, more here there's a lot more. So I felt like maybe make that the basis for your new trilogy. You start it new Thor. Don't really, we don't like in the first battle, Jane just reveals herself. Right. Like, but in like the comics, she takes her time to reveal who she is. There's a lot of mystery around that. Um, she's all, she's largely unrecognizable. Right. Oh, go ahead. You look like you're about to explode. Yeah. I, I, I just had an epiphany. Uh huh. Um, kid attorney is going to be Warthor. Ooh, that could be fun. Um, but then 
from there, you you center the movie on Mighty Thor and you yeah. roll it through there and maybe dial back the comedy a little bit um, and maybe. set up the beginnings of Gore the God Butcher, right? Make it more visceral. Make him more visceral. I'm sorry, I don't care about the Voldemort look. He has tendrils and shit. Like, he's a very different looking character. And if you do it right, it won't look the same. Um, and then, second movie, do cover a lot of the plot points in here. You reveal, if, if you don't do it at the end of the movie, at the beginning of the next movie, you reveal Jane is Thor um, fully. Um, you talk about the cancer, give her some real depth and backstory. Um, and then, move forward with okay well there's some real shit going on here and there's things moving in across the 10 realms that are becoming a problem we're noticing gods are dying and you really give gore that rich backstory in the second film and in the in the third film we introduced mangog dude i wouldn't be pissed about that i'd take that you, you just you you know chop off gore early in the movie and then just have mangog just pick up the helm and it's just this First of all, Mangog just looks ridiculous as a character to me. Like something personally. we literally can't sass. Yeah. Yeah. Just an un like he's the, the was he the un, the undying rage of like a billion souls or something like exactly. that? Exactly. Or something like yeah. that. Just just a beast upon beasts, like six 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 incarnate. And you and he just, can't sass it. It rampages. And it's hard for, like, it's a thing that's hard for Thor to beat. Like, everything that he's fought in the MCU feels like, yeah, I can just beat this really easily. Like, with minimal effort, right? Sans Thanos. Mm-hmm. Sans Thanos. Uh, but even then, in Endgame, in the beginning, he just chops that off. Well, and like, at that Thanos point, Thanos is, wasn't fighting anymore. Thanos yeah. is still a titan. Remember, that Thanos gave hands to Hulk. No problem. Yeah, but Thanos had already done what he needed to do. He wasn't fighting anymore. Right. Yeah. What I'm saying is Infinity War Thanos with a gauntlet and that actually stopped him. Yeah. 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 Fair. Um, but yeah, like I just want I wanted something different out of this. I really wanted a, a more comics accurate adaptation and not so much the formula like you were saying, Red. Mm-hmm. Um, but that doesn't necessarily mean it's a a terrible movie it's not a great movie by any no 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 no. the ride up and down was absolutely fun had a good time time. yeah but Uh, and i feel in like when it comes to disney plus it's a perfect rewatch yeah perfect i I never felt like the character any of the characters were really in danger like jane was like okay well maybe they find a way to save her because asgardian bullshit uh, space yeah. Vikings, <laughs> you know, um, but you know, okay, that's fine. It's fine. Uh, okay. Last thing here before we get to our rating. Uh, so we're going to do, why did you hate it? Why did you love it? So why did you hate it is to basically say something bad about a project that you loved. Why did you love it is basically say something good about a project that you hated. Uh, Jesse, go ahead. Start us off. So I loved it because it had some pretty cool scenes and cinematography here and there. That one fight thing that I was talking about earlier where it's all black and white, just flashes of color here and there. thought that was really well done and just fun to watch. I hated it because it was very rushed in a lot of the spots and it just felt like the writing was a bit bored. Like the characters were bored throughout the movie and it made me bored in turn. Fair, fair. Red, 
Why'd you love it? Why'd you hate it? I loved it because it looks like the VFX team had a blast doing it. Yeah. Right. Again, shotgun scatter Mjolnir look looks. Oh, that. Cool. And I've said it. I've said it before, and I'll say it again. Eternity is perfect. Yes. Oh my god. I hated it because, and Jesse's right. It felt rushed, but because Taika Waititi, like, I don't know if this is his send off from Marvel, but I feel like it should be. If this was his swan song from the Thor character and someone else that, um, maybe more give it a little bit of gravitas, a little bit less comedy now. Now we've swung the other pendulum. So for Thor 1 and Thor 2, we're very serious, very thou wearest thy mother's drapes. <laughs> and for Thor 3 and Thor 4, we have swung the hard other direction. Yeah. Where it's, we're going to make a, literally a joke every two seconds. And now I think there is someone to take the reins after his two to do a middle ground. Yeah, that's what I need. That's absolutely what I need. Good, good, good pull for you, by you. Well, well done. All right. So I loved it because of a lot of the Easter eggs. Um, you know, I've talked about it uh, multiple times here. The way combat worked for for Jane. Uh, I just there were there were really really fun parts of this movie that I just I found myself just happy like a like a stupid little kid again. The goat like screams. A pig and shit. Like yeah. yeah. The ghost yeah. screams just—I don't know why it just tickled the right the right thing in me, but it <laughs> when did. it's on Disney Plus and someone just like rips that from the movie. Yeah, I'm just gonna tag you in the shit of that. Like it'll be a it'll be a YouTube like ten hour loop of uh of goat screams from uh, Thor: Love and Thunder. It's, it's gonna be my text tone, a hundred percent. I uh, I hated it because I felt like. Again, as a fan of that specific run, that Jason Aaron run, like they they lifted literal moments from the page and put it on screen. Like I wanted more specifically out of the villain than I got out of this movie. And that that kind of sucked a little bit. It was not fun for me. Um, okay, so we do our ratings here out of five, and we can use quarter points, so 0.25, 0.75, 0.5, whatever. So let's go ahead and give our ratings here before we go ahead and get out. Jesse, what was your rating? I'm going to give it a two and a half, honestly. I was not that in love with this movie. I would legitimately remember at the moment I was sitting in the theater just saying, I'm bored. I'm, I'm ready to leave. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Red, go ahead. I think I'm right in there, but I'll give it a little more because I tend to be the optimist sometimes, and it's a three for me. Fair. Uh, I was going to go with a three as well. I considered 3.25 just because some of the dad vibes, but overall, I thought- Oh, this is a dad movie through and through. I said to my significant other that if my dad was around and didn't like go pick up milk and hasn't come back, like like, he would have loved it. Yeah, it, it it definitely has some like serious dad vibes in this movie, and it was like, ugh. like I was like, oh, I was thinking about my boys, and I was like, mm, yeah, okay. It okay. was one were one family away from being Fast and Furious. <laughs> God, if that had happened, I would have walked out of the theater. Um, but yeah, I, I, I'll give it a three. Um, I thought it was a solid movie. It, it's it's right in the middle, just overall for me. Uh, maybe not perfectly in the middle, but it, like in the, in my ranking of of movies, it'll probably close to the middle. Um, cool. Uh, Red, where can people find you? 
Uh, you can find me on Twitter. I'm at P-H-S-Y-C-O Red. And that's where I tweet, you know, local politics, uh, Marvel dumb shit. I'm really into Colin Ryder right now. Are you streaming on Twitch? Nope, not anymore. Uh, not anymore. Me okay. and the significant other might start a thing, but that's... Yeah, yeah. All right. All right. Well, if it happens, you know where to find us. Yes, uh, sir. As far as us, all of our links are in the show notes, and I'll make sure I get Red's information and put that there as well. Um, next time, we'll be talking about Miss Marvel, the Disney Plus series, which I need to go downstairs and watch two episodes of. Yeah, I uh, think I'm like two or three episodes behind at this point. So I've I'm caught up. Life. I'm caught up. And it, well, is, it had more heart than this fucking movie, I'll tell you that. <laughs> Uh, th- there are lots of things that I like about that, but you're going to have to wait till next episode of the Twistcast to hear those thoughts. Uh, so until next time, I am Mike. And I'm Jesse. So uh, everybody, thanks so much for hanging out. Stay twisted. <laughs> <laughs>